counting down three, two, one. We're ready for adventure. We're ready for anything. We're the Chattanooga Drive-In Show. You've heard of us. Nestled in your ear hole. Our fingers on the pulse of the community, or at least one finger's there. The other fingers, we're not really sure. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show, a daily podcast, Monday through Friday, posted every morning at 5 a.m. Here's a little secret, actually. If you listen earlier than that, you might catch it. I don't know. Jen's kind of sporadic. No, I'm not. I am totally consistent. Entertaining information, informative entertainment, that's what we're all about. We're trying to take a four-hour radio morning show or a three-hour TV morning show and basically just freshen it up, cram it all together, get the important parts in there, throw away all the junk, get you the information that you need as quickly as possible in the morning, every morning, and do it with a smile on our face. Maybe not yours, but on ours. Uh, here from the Lodge Cast Iron Studio, first of all, I would like to say a round of applause to the crew, to the team here. We're going to hear more about the team here in a minute for making our Kickstarter campaign goal. Thank you. Thank Yay. you very much. The Kickstarter campaign goal was made yesterday. Success. So, so the first... Dodged bullet. You like us. You really, really like <laughs> us. The first dodged bullet and a whole huge <laughs> phalanx of humiliating, embarrassing things to come. We're basically all like Neo <laughs> in the Matrix here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I feel that way. Don't laugh. Dodge Dodge this. That's Isolation, not funny. man. I um, appreciate you guys tuning in today. Uh, there's a lot going on. We'll be getting to the headlines as quickly as possible. But first, but first, but first. I've decided that we, because we have worked as a team for some time, and I am a connoisseur, of course, of local media and national media. That's one of the reasons we do this thing is we try to do better than they do, uh, give you better information, more information, more in-depth information, more of it, and, and, and do it in a fun way, not forgetting to, to actually have fun while we're doing the job. But, you know, being the team, I've noticed that the TV stations all have these cool promos where they're all wearing the same jacket or pullover or something, and they're always working together, and it's, it's like Anchorman. They're walking down the street. Yeah, they're the walking same, towards yeah, the camera. Exactly, yeah. at the same time, just joining or walking each other with the camera. Slowly but surely, and the, uh, the team gets bigger and bigger. And just graduating. And I want to do one. I want to do one. I want to do an audio version one for us. Okay. And this is, this is what we will initiate. This is our new... Uh, this label is our, official ad. our new uh, moniker, <laughs> and this is the official ad. Yes, that will be running. Yeah, it, got, it got one read through, so uh, here goes nothing. Right? <laughs> It'll be running on TV stations <laughs> that will take our money <laughs> since we're going after their throats. I certainly so, hope not. In the, in the weeks coming to you, so it'll go something like this. Um, um, <clears throat> everybody overact now, over emote. All right. The team at the Chattanooga Drive-In Show isn't just a bunch of experienced, intelligent, good-looking, charismatic, credible, good-smelling individuals. We're a team, and that's why they call us a team. And when the news breaks, however terrible, however horrible, grotesque, gory, or vomit-inducing, we'll be there, not just covering it, 
but part of it. Wearing matching polos and looking at charts and blueprints with great concern. Nodding our heads while seemingly important people say important things. And we don't just cover the news, we put ourselves in the middle of it. That's why I have a broken clavicle, from putting myself in the middle of a car crash on the ridge cut. And I am currently suffering from a sucking lung wound because I made sure I was a real part of last night's drive-by shooting. With our matching cadence, speech patterns, and preppy shirts, you know. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is at the center of everything that begins in our town, Chattanooga. Though I live in Red Bank. And me in Fort Oglethorpe. And I usually just wake up on a friend's couch. The Chattanooga Drive-In Show is proud to bring you... The Terrible... Wherever, whenever... Action team. Every second of every day, you know you can depend on twat. The terrible whatever, whenever action team. We're here for you. <laughs> Thank said, you. Uh, Thank you. Good, good addition. I there. messed up my last line, though. I said, No, no, it, no, no. I said, it Wherever worked. instead of whatever. That's wherever, okay. whatever. Well, just as long as it, it's it a was W. Professional. Just, yeah, I, I think it was an excellent read. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was an excellent read. Let's and we're keep all we're, of our edits in there, too. We're, go this is we're, good. we're going with every one of them. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. And, and yes. that'll be coming to a uh, public access station near you. <laughs> Wayne's World. Wayne's the World. The Award, Award is presented to So, as a member style. of this team, I have to say, Jeff, I'm proud to be a member of this team. <laughs> Thank you very much. And as a member of this team, I welcome you to this team, and I hope you always stay with the team in your heart. I will. <laughs> Lodge Cast Iron Studio, the. Chattanooga Drive-In Show, and we'll go ahead and get started now with a casual look because we do things differently at the headlines of the day with Russell Stroud. Well, Jeff, the police uh, have arrested and charged a man named Nathan Davis of Tunnel Boulevard after they say he attacked his girlfriend with a small hand axe and a pocket knife. The victim had nearly 27 wounds to her face, her head, and her extremities. The two were reportedly about to uh, start a bonfire at the man's house when Davis became enraged and attacked her. The victim said that Davis may have been under the, uh, the influence of methamphetamine at the time. The Budgetel Motel in East Ridge has been the thorn in the side of city leaders for some time now. An inspection earlier this year led to numerous hazards being flagged and issues raised which had to be corrected. One of the owners of the Budgetel, John Patel, presented a proposal before the city requesting that it be rezoned so they could revamp the property into higher-end apartments. Rents would then raise to between $1,200 and $1,700 a month. And finally, the Tennessee Comptroller's Office put together a website so that uh, businesses can apply to be exempt from the ban on vaccination requirements. Applicants would have to prove that Tennessee's uh, new law banning vaccine mandates would hurt the applicant's ability to fulfill a federal contract or subcontract. Each application would then have to be approved by the Tennessee Comptroller's Office. And now live from the TWAT Team News Van, it's Dave Hooker. The coaching carousel is ongoing. I'm Dave Hooker off the hook. Sports 12, the latest is Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher said he'd be, quote, the dumbest human being, close quote, if he left Texas A&M to be the head coach of LSU. Do you remember that back in the day we had a situation where the coaching carousel would happen after the season, not anymore, at Orgeron's firing, it was just one. It appears Dan Mullen's job is extremely insecure at the University of Florida, so things are happening that are happening quickly and sooner than ever before. And there sits Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. There aren't a lot of destination jobs where, despite your own personal ties, you would stay just because you have as good of a chance to win there as you do anywhere else in the United States of America. LSU is one of those jobs. So is Florida. That's been proven in the past. 
So if one of those come open, and Lane Kiffin sitting as the head coach, a very successful head coach, I might add, at Ole Miss, does he think about it? Does he send out fuelers? Rebels fans certainly don't want to hear that, especially after the celebratory weekend they had. Lane Kiffin lighting the Christmas tree, winning the game, and just enjoyment all around in Oxford. But is Oxford Ole Miss destination? Something tells me Lane Kiffin will coach somewhere else, and something tells me that he'll have a choice in the matter. But, well, I know. Maybe he'll stay at Ole Miss. Maybe that's his destination job. We'll see. Dave Hooker, Off Hook Sports. Aha. Uh-huh. Aha, uh-huh, I say. And I won't be able to do this sound effect much longer, apparently. But I just, we'll do, we'll do this right now, by God. What's up? Upfront wrap-up. You get all the important stuff right off the bat, out of the way, and up in your cerebral cortex so you can ponder it as you drive in to school or work or whatever and then we go back and we kind of dig deeper and look at some other stuff but the upfront wrap-up brought to you by the kindness concern and community commitment of the local and regional professionals at guardian investment advisors i'm going to actually be going by and talking to gary tomorrow before the show hey i'm getting up especially early i'm going to go by there and just i'm going to do what i'm not supposed to do I'm going to actually just say, how am I doing on my investments? I never have looked. I get constant, well, I did until my phone went foobar, uh, you know, constant invitations to vote on stuff. Mm-hmm. I've never even opened one. So I'm just going to go by and say, <laughs> do I still have money? And he's going to say, sure, of course you do. I'm taking care of you. That's what they do, Gary and them. 710-9199, 710-9199, Investment Advisors. Here's the aha, um, Brian. This is from the USA Today Sports section. Yesterday, state of Florida football now irrelevant. That is a headline. Hmm. Now a headline. I mean, a, the, the entire state or it is written, Florida Gators? Written, written by Dan Walken, columnist for USA Today. State of Florida football now irrelevant for the first time ever. There is no Florida team that means anything to anybody. Okay, so it's not the state of U- University no. of Florida. It's no. state of the entire U- it, We're talking Miami, about Miami. Florida we're talking state. about, yes, yeah, Central Florida. We're talking about Miami. Yeah, the whole thing. South Florida. Florida. Yeah. Yeah, no, none of them are any good. Isn't that amazing? Well, but I they, mean, I mean, they, they, they remember when nobody could beat Florida? Remember nobody could ten, beat Miami. Ten, ten runs against Georgia. I mean, they, you know, that, that's just nobody could beat Florida State. Yeah, no, the the entire state is uh, now that that that's I hadn't thought about it, but it's actually it's going with the trend of all of college football. There's not any good college football teams. Texas, UCLA, USC, for all the whole state of Florida, where the breeding grounds of recruits come from, California, Texas, Florida, Georgia, the only team of yeah. those states that's yeah. doing anything is Georgia. Yeah. So all the breeding grounds of recruiting states are not doing well. Texas lost to Kansas at 35-point underdog, a biggest upset in Texas history during the other the, day. During the bad old College days. College football sucks. When, when Steve Spurrier was, without a doubt, the best recruiter in Georgia football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got every good Georgia player and got him to go back south. in those days. Tennessee got a lot of Georgia players too. Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. No. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and look at the news. 
Um, one of those things that we don't talk about that often here at the uh, drive-in show is weather because weather changes so quickly, especially around here. Just like every other <laughs> town, where the where the where the 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 buckle of the Bible Belt. Uh, if you don't like the weather, give it five minutes. <laughs> Every town has the same things, but but it really. Yeah, and we all have changed. weather apps, so yeah. they don't. Hey, wait, yeah, the the, the teasing of like, coming up next. Ooh, yeah. By the time you say coming up next, oh, I already know the for rapido. Yeah. But actually, there is there. It's been going on now for days and days and days, and there is a river of moisture. This is the way it has been dubbed. I, I don't know that this is a phenomenon that we've seen quite like this before since we've been keeping records and since we've had, you know, big fat roly-poly TV weathermen. Uh, but river of moisture, 40 inches of rain in 13 days in the Pacific Northwest, and they got hammered a couple of days ago. I'm now at 100-mile-an-hour winds, massive floods. They're still doing rescues. They're still doing rescues from wow. the floods that came through up there. Uh, and that river of moisture is slowly going to make its way across the United States, and it has in front of it a big, fat, cold front, which means it's going to be sort of uh, tumultuous, turbulent. It will probably get very warm, and then there will be the drop in temperature, and then, yeah, you got snow in the Rockies. That'll be happening today, tomorrow. And it's going to make its way all the way across the country. So we'll see what kind of effect it has, mostly along the Canadian border. I just, I, I've not, I've not seen as many scenes of weather-driven panic and disaster in the Pacific Northwest as I did just last night, sitting there just basically just compiling from watching the TV stations. It's it's rough. They've wow. lost interstates. They did a couple of rescues where they had babies swinging under helicopters and those little bitty oh. tot, you know, um, yeah. tot cots. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I mean, you talk about a video game you don't want to mess up on. <laughs> I mean, get that, get, I mean uh, and I'm talking about howling winds, crazy stuff, all right? Uh, tension in Kenosha, obviously, the big question that we will continue to be talking about for days and months and years to come, this is going to be a precedent-setting case, is can you claim self-defense from a situation that you basically created? Right. Remember, remember and I know we, we disagree on this, mm -hmm. uh, Russell, but remember when the guy broke into dude's house and he had gotten tired of people breaking into his house? And he rigged up a trap, and the guy died in the trap. He actually yeah. uh, got he, he he rigged up an electric grid. Just he just took an old screen, just an old screen door, and he electrified it and put it over his front door because this guy kept going over the transom, and he fell on it and electrocuted himself, and he died. And his family sued him successfully, and we were all going, "What the hell?" Well, that's yeah. what this guy did, as far as I'm concerned. He created a scenario that put himself in danger and then declared self-defense. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's uh, I think it's a bit more complicated than that because you could make the same argument of pretty much everyone who was there. They put themselves into a, a dangerous scenario. I mean, think about uh, the, the one who was shot in the arm. He also brought a gun into the scenario. Was he from Kenosha? This kid yeah. was not from Kenosha. His yeah, the rest, the rest of them were locals. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he it wasn't like he, he, he it wasn't like he was from, from Otter Tail, Wisconsin. Yeah, his grandmother, his in, uncle, know. I think his cousins all lived there. So it'd be all like right. if I went to Chattanooga. You know, hey, everybody, there's a riot going on. Let's yeah. go on down. Yeah. Not not a good idea. Well, and it's you have to also consider too the 
background is not something that they want to look into too deeply because if you open that door then you can look into the background of the victims and yeah. they don't want to do that because one's a convicted child rapist the one, nice. one who was killed one is a repeated burglar and the prosecutor if you're wife if, beater the defense attorney excuse me the defense attorney said i'm glad he shot him yeah i mean I did, did y'all hear that yeah uh, you don't normally hear that i'm glad he shot well him. one of them i can definitely understand why he may yeah. have said that yeah. yeah uh the one who was shot in the arm who had a gun was a registered felon a convicted felon sorry and should not have had a, a firearm this is one oh. of the more bungled uh overall trials i've ever read <laughs> it about. really is i haven't watched it i've only read it's about it kenosha. He's, wa- he, he's walking guys yeah he's totally walking. He's walking. 100 uh the president is in michigan today uh touting the infrastructure bill and of course he's going to be going to the places that either look the worst or look the best, you know, to say this is what we could do or this is why we're doing it. Uh, it's the one thing he's got going for him right now, so he's going to better make the, the best of it. Um, I, I've been enjoying very much lately, I've not been a connoisseur of Steve Bannon's uh, um, social media bandwagon and his own network system that he's got. But, I mean, when you show up for your arraignment and you're cuffed and stuffed and doing the duck walk and you're speaking directly to your own camera, and you're talking about this time they picked the wrong guy to mess with. How often have you heard somebody say that about the federal government? This time they picked the wrong guy to mess with, and it actually turned out to be the wrong guy to mess with. Hardly ever. That is that is as empty a threat as you will ever hear in your entire life. I'm, maybe they said the same thing at Waco. I don't know. I bet his views, likes, comments, retweets, shares went through the roof yesterday. Now here's the thing about Steve so. Bannon, though. I never have you have has anyone in this room ever actually ran across anything of his on social media? No, no, I haven't, and I'm all over, and I've never. Oh, you seen... have to seek it out, but if you seek it out, then you become part of the team. <laughs> Maybe so. We're an Bannon Bannon action team. Isn't no, it weird I, though? I, like... I don't, but I mean, my my social media is pretty tailored to what I want. Yeah, mine is too. But I mean, I I follow all sorts of wacky people. And, and I do. I follow a little bit of whack, whack yeah. too. So I've no. never seen anyone like retweet Steve Bannon, even just to make fun of him, you know, or anything like that. That's actually a that's a damn good point because I get a lot of retweets of of garbage I have yeah. no interest in because I do have a few of those out there. No, I've never seen Steve Bannon retweeted. <laughs> I, if you've no. ever seen anybody wearing his shirt, it's it's. I think it's it's the Bannon. It's the Bannon Interactive, uh, terrific. Chatter room, <laughs> bitch, bitch is what it is. Is is that? I, I, I just know that's the acronym. But isn't it weird though? Like none of us seem to know anyone who's ever actually seen his show, seen his posts, seen him, seen him. <laughs> does even does exist? anybody really know? He's a, he's he's a pretty unusual looking I've dude for that he, level. Band man. Yeah. I mean his his audience is as far out there as out there gets and that might be why we don't run into this maybe stuff. so i, I think I, at least i would have by now <laughs> yeah if anybody russell would have this all <laughs> in, all over his feet yeah i'd be like oh yeah steve Bannon, he and i go way back and it's going to go back and forth quite a bit today uh, again <laughs> the chattanooga drive-in show and the number 301-9229 301-9229 we will probably by the end of the week so the next week we will have enough uh, phone calls that you guys have sent in voicemails that we can actually play them on the air and you can get some uh, some kicks out of I mean, We want real calls about real issues where you really disagree with us or you really think we're doing a great job or whatever it is that's happening. And, and you can just call and just have some fun, too. You But you, you got to keep it kind of short and keep it kind of clean. Hey we've, guys, we've gotten far more know. text messages, which yeah, doesn't, doesn't surprise me because mm-hmm. people easy. don't use phones. No, they don't. They Th- really, really don't. 301 
Um, so much for um, President Trump when he still was president. Remember when he thought that he was king uh, the whole time he was there, of course, <laughs> and that anything that the president wanted, the president got. And he, he was just stymied. He, he couldn't believe it when he couldn't get his way. And one of those things was when he tried to lower the pay of the CEO of TVA. Do you remember when he went on I the do tear? Remember that, yeah. And I mean, yeah. I mean, he was all out, both barrels blazing, going, "This is absolutely preposterous." And here's, you know, a very rich man who basically takes care of very rich people so they can stay very rich, always making the argument for the rich person keeping their richness, and he's saying. TVA CEO, most overpaid nobody. He never met the guy, didn't know anything about Jeffrey Lash. Lash? Is it Lash or Lish? I've always heard it Lash, but I'm not sure. Jeffrey Lash, and and, and he just got an increase in pay of $2.5 million. What so, was the catalyst for, for Trump to do that? He didn't just wake and, up one day and throw I, a dollar. I don't know. Somebody just brought it up, and he goes, that's ridiculous. That's that that's not private industry. That's a government did, did position. TVA that's way too much money. It should, be a, it should be a quarter of that. He said, he said it should be a quarter of that. Fire him immediately. And TVA looked at him and go, you can't do nothing to us. What, <laughs> you're just the president of the United States. He was aghast well, that people on the were one not hand, paying attention to it. It is kind of funny because, like, on the one hand, I kind of agree. I'm like, hey, you know. I agree. No. Yeah. This is an, this is an increase. 2. Yeah. 2. No, yeah. no, 2.6 million is not now? what he's making. That's that's his raise. That's his raise, yeah. And that's after he was on the most that's the outrageous. receiving end of a high-profile two-day tirade by the very, very charismatic and popular president at yeah. the time. He is now making $10 million a year. Oh, okay. $10 million a year. I guess Can't. when you consider they're competing with like PG&E, <laughs> maybe it makes sense, but still, come on. You know what? We'll take the fourth person at PPG&E and we'll pay them a lot less and we'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, I have a feeling. I have a feeling everybody at TVA knows what to do when they show up at their jobs in the morning. We have Ken Lay, formerly of Enron, to run TVA. Uh, all right. So with some other stuff, very fast, still doing the upfront wrap up here. We talked about Bannon already. Oh, but the misdemeanor from hell. I like that too. Hmm. You're going to discover you picked the wrong guy to mess with this time, <laughs> and uh, and also it's going to be the misdemeanor from hell. They do ha have him, of course, on his show. He's um, clearly constantly doing a show it's the truman show mm -hmm. i mean he's awake <laughs> there's some kind of mic or camera in front of his face and they've got him saying on january 5th all hell's gonna break loose tomorrow show up be there all hell's gonna break loose tomorrow that doesn't really help your case at all i have and, seen that clip because it runs yeah. in anywhere you want to look yeah i've seen that one too the new uh, Publix on the south side opens tomorrow and um there's a big write-up on it in today's paper i haven't really had a chance to it it's pretty yeah. It looks very nice. It's, it's, it it's a very, it actually looks like it, it could be sitting out in Tucson somewhere, a little southwestern thing Please, going on. Please, Jeff, it's Tuscan. Uh, 32,500 square foot supermarket. I still don't understand exactly what the big difference is. In, it's almost in, in Publix? Yeah. There's, why we make such a big deal a big out difference. of different, oh, Publix out of is different great. Publix pharmacies. Is great. You know, it's, uh, it's almost as big and expensive as our studio. It is. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I know. We have to compete with Publix. No now. way. <laughs> I like Publix. I just hardly shop mm -hmm. there because it's too expensive. Yeah, I mean, you get what you pay for. Yeah, well, the subs are great. Uh, yeah, Ri are. The Riverbend tickets, last I checked, still aren't going through. Mm. Uh, oh. I'm not. I'm not laughing. 
I'm not laughing. I, I don't want people to get ripped off. I, I not getting still ripped off. Want, they haven't been charged yet. I want Riverfront Nights to succeed because that was my baby. They have now admitted that Riverfront Nights was the success. They'll never be man enough to admit that I was the reason that damn series was a success. And everybody down there knows it. I ain't going to sit here and lie about it. I know it, too. It was a success because of me. I worked my ass off. So now they're going to try to make Riverbend look more like Riverfront Nights, but don't think about Jeff Styles' input. Uh, so, so, yeah, there's a little bitterness and resentment in there, but I still want to see it succeed. But, I mean, it would make me nervous if somebody had my card and all my information says, we're going to do something with it later, you know? That's the reason I don't do it. I can't imagine mid sales are that high. I did hear this. No. I didn't realize uh, they're capping sales at fifteen thousand. Yeah, 15, so they 000. are keeping it at a it's smaller. Small. Oh no, they which they're saying Moon River. They're they're following. They're trying Moon to River's be. Example. Yeah, they're trying to be though. And, and that's that's not. No, I'm not saying I that's, that's good, good or bad. No, yeah. I, I think that's a good thing. We don't need a hundred and fifty thousand people. So the Times Free Press would tell us yeah, every right. night nine year olds crammed into wasn't you know hip hop concerts that are way too tight. And the last thing I had on Upfront Wrap-Up was something you talked about the other day. There is a rash of switching of babies uh, where people are being um, genetically helped along and they're using whatever medical... IVF. Is that what do you call it? IVF. IVF. Basically, they they keep getting the babies wrong. There were were four more yesterday. Four. Four cases. It Mm -hmm. makes one wonder how many are there that they don't know about. I mean, what are they doing about? There's got to be a bunch they don't know. Liver transplant. How many liver transplants do they do? How many? How often do they put the wrong liver in the wrong person? Well, hopefully never. <laughs> that would suck. I mean, I've Whoops. been in the hospital a lot more than I want to be, and every once in a while, I will order a certain lunch, and I'll get a different lunch. I'm not going to complain that much. But I mean, you go home with the wrong baby, you know, and you you take care of it for two years. That's that's a trauma that nobody gets well, over. I think you'd know sooner than two years. But I think it's, I don't know whether it's on the part of the parents or the, you know, the, the parents of the embryos that are being frozen. Have you ever heard of the sunken? Or whether it's on the part of the of the cryobank that mm-hmm. keeps your your frozen embryos to make sure that they label them properly. I think I think there's a little bit of both that needs to go into that. I don't well, too deep into the intellectual weeds here, but I think the saddest scene, one of the very saddest scenes in any movie ever made was in the movie um, AI uh, the Spielberg movie that nobody tended to like I don't, I'm not the one that it. had Haley, Haley Joel Osment yeah I, I know and about it goes into the future it. and it's when they turn on the emotion switch mm-hmm. the mom you know has the child to replace the child that they had that they thought was dead and it has an emotion switch so it's just a polite child until finally the mom just can't stand it. She turns it on, and all of a sudden his eyes just glow with love like a puppy's. And it's right after that that, they f- that their real son comes out of his coma, Aww. and they just dump him. Aww. They dump him like a dog. Mm. And it, I mean, it's an incredible acting scene. And, and what gets me is so many of the parents that are in this situation, it's like they're doing that. It's like they've raised this child, and once they find out it's not their own genetic material, they're just cutting it off. You can see it in their faces. You can hear it in their voices, and they're just so disappointed. Well, it, it, it just how could you not keep a bond with that person forever? You would, you would keep the bond, but I, I don't, you know, having been through some of this myself, there's a lot of, um, 
a lot of emotion goes into the IVF process to begin with. Yeah, you I mean, know? you're involved from you're, step you're, one. You're literally on a roller coaster of emotion during the treatment. They give you all these drugs to make you, you know, produce more eggs and mm. blah, blah, blah. And, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and it's hard. All right. And this is what they swore. We all knew how to play. We understood the deal. We do it. You know what we need to do. And this is how it feels. Not IVF. We need to get a good video of that one guy and post it. So people see the guy that's doing this music. Okay. And the thing that he plays, the magic pipe, and how much noise and racket. And it's, it's amazing what he can pull out of some PVC pipe and a piece of string and just hmm. a bunch of synthesizers and, and, uh, and, and different types of mics and, and, and reverb effects and stuff. And it's just amazing to watch him play. But it's, this is the editorial part of uh, the drive-in show. It's called Everybody's Got One. Everybody's Got One, an opinion, of course. And I am going to do something I really never thought I would do. I'm going to rip Van Morrison. Hmm. I love Van Morrison. I love him, love him, love him to death. And Van's he was, the man. He was the last person on my short list. We went to New Orleans in order for me to be able to mark Van Morrison off my short list. And Joni Mitchell was the only one that was left, and she can't sing anymore. So we go down and we have a great time in New Orleans, see him. And I've always liked the guy. And he's a space cadet. He is out there. He is an odd ball, eccentric beyond words. But the thing is, is what's been so surprising is you can you would you would just assume he would be kind of a rock starish leftist sort of guy. Mm-hmm. He is so no. anti-vax. Yeah. It's crazy. You remember <laughs> he and Clapton. Clapton surprised everybody yep. by canceling all of his Clapton's shows. Clapton's not a really good dude. We can do this for a Clapton, long time. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Clapton's kind of a piece of bleep. Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't have surprised you. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. But, I mean, I, it just they, they did a collaboration basically saying that they were having their freedoms robbed. So uh, the officials in Ireland, the health ministry there, are suing Van Morrison after the singer uh, called the guy in head uh, of the health ministry very dangerous, Belfast-born singer opposes restrictions to curb the spread of the virus, has released several songs criticizing the lockdowns, has denounced Northern Ireland health minister Robin Swan, and he did it during a big gathering at the Europa Hotel um, and after some sort of uh, big thing where he performed and then he canceled another show at the last minute because they had virus restrictions and so left all these people standing. And the defamation suit relates to three different incidents. He calls Swan a fraud, very dangerous, blah, 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 bizarre, irresponsible. And I just, I have never been one of those, never been one of those shut up and sing people. But in this particular case, I think you've made your point, Van. Van the Man. I go back and listen to Into the Mystic, mm-hmm. and then I, I, I listen to this bombast. It doesn't seem to match. It really yeah. doesn't. I can't imagine it, it goes over well with his, his fan base in general. It can't. I wouldn't think. I mean, they, you talk about it. I mean, his fan base is the original touchy-feely, sensitive New Age guy, the snag, you know, and 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 his woman. That's that. It was dancing music for for romantics. Uh, even his most you know 
upbeat rock songs were soft rock at best, and they always had a philosophical bent to them. Mm. And yes, this just seems to be such a strange hill for him to decide to die on. I don't know, it's weird. The duh moment. I'd have more to say, but I don't I don't know who Van Morrison is. Oh, that's oh, so wow. sad. We need to ask. It's a marvelous thing in the moonlight. Yeah, come on, man. Moon dance. No. Or moon dance. Really? Come on. Well, brown eyed uh, Brown eyed girl. girl. Yeah, everybody knows uh, that. I think so. You're my brown eyed girl. Gloria? Uh, oh my god. We'll it just that. it makes me cry. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you guys don't listen to freaking, uh, you know, other old stuff. Yes, I do. <laughs> you, you couldn't yeah. even come up with anything. No, I was gonna say you like can't come up with anything. Your parents are like, to. your parents are like, why don't you listen to? Uh, what's no, his they name? listen Johnson. to. They, I listen to all the stuff they listen to. <laughs> Damn it! All right, I got a double <laughs> duh, a double duh. First one, anyone who ever moves to Aurora, Colorado, duh. Why? I I have said this before. It's the most cursed town in existence. I swear to God, what is wrong with Aurora, Colorado? Well, they had a, uh, another nine people shot day before yesterday. This yeah. is the place where they had the theater shooting, where yeah. the Batman shooting took place. Yeah, the Batman they shooting. had the Columbine copycat. The col this right near Columbine. Yeah, they had the copycat shootings at the school there. Uh, they this is where the cops killed that special kid and then laughed and posed for pictures oh, yeah. after they choked him to death. Yeah. That was weird. This is Aurora, Colorado. There is something in the water out there. I'm telling you. And uh, it, I, it, I mean, Colorado is a blue, blue, blue state with lots of red, red, red asses out there. I detested it the first time I ever saw it. It just there's something a brown haze of an aura that sits <laughs> over that town. Uh, by the way, the duh moment, since we've got the double duh, I'll go ahead and slide this in here, brought to you by RC2 Realty Solutions. Add the dot com, and you've got all you need to deal with that distressed property that you have been sitting up at night and thinking about. I got a good night's sleep last night because I finally got a couple of things off my brain. Isn't that irritating? I never get a good night's sleep. Before we go I too much further it. into duh. Thank you. Come on. Really? Don't act like you've never Come heard on. this song before. I think I've heard you've it like seen in the... A, it, you've watched 10 movies that have this song in it somewhere. I've heard yeah. it like in the background and stuff, yeah. But yeah. I've never like... If this wasn't in Shrek, I'm a toaster. Hey, we go? Okay, yeah, I know this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it stoned really? me. Sure. <laughs> well, he doesn't know and it stoned me. Well, that's good stuff, man. All right. Yeah, that's Van Morrison. He was in the back of them. Gloria. You know, Patti Smith's version of Gloria is in the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and yeah. that was the, his band, Them. Them, the one with the giant ants? That was a good movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. RC2 Realty Solutions. Robin Ring will help you with that uh, property. Sell, renovate, buy, invest. Robin with a Y. Ring, rc2realtysolutions.com. The other one um, is the, the Soviets blasting one of their own Wait, space labs so with their own missiles and creating a belt of... Uh, space junk that is now circling in the exact same orbit yeah. as the current International Space Laboratory. Right. So every 90 minutes, the International Space Station has to dive people, back inside to they avoid have to shelter in place. nuts but and bolts. Why would Russia do that? So what, this happened 25 years ago and now they're seeing the repercussions of it? Or? No, they just no, did it. No, they just did it. Oh, you said the Soviets. Yeah, yes. I did. Oh, the, for uh, God's well, sakes, the, the Russians. Well, you the, said uh, the so 
The ru- I was about to say, Russians. Russell looked like <laughs> the, 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 the worst smelling thing in the world just went by. I was like, so confused. What is he, now, well, I don't know what the hell they any they've got, talking they've about. Got at least... He doesn't know Van Morrison. I don't know what the hell's going on in space. You know? <laughs> well, wait, we Russia got, we shot got a missile a bunch of Americans okay, yeah, the satellite they blew up. A couple of a couple of Soviets, a couple of Russians, a couple of Germans on the space lab. And the Russians shot a missile at a, one of their own satellites. floating satellites yeah. and, it worked. and destroyed it, but it blew it into a thousand pieces that is orbiting in the exact yeah. same orbit. Oh, no. If you ever saw the movie Gravity, yes. if you saw that, Great that was a movie. very a well movie. done movie. Yeah. And, it ha- and it has to do with a, a ring of debris yeah. that actually causes great havoc. And re- really, it's the driving element of the entire movie. And something the size of a dime, you know, would go through you at 48,000 miles an hour Mm -hmm. and anything that you were hiding behind. And so they have to quit what they're doing and crawl inside these little spaces and hope they don't get dinged for the next couple of weeks. And, of course, it's going to be there forever. Yeah, so there's there's actually a theory about that, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but it's like a disaster scenario where something like... Kobayashi Maru? No, something exactly, the unwinnable situation. (laughs) Something like that happens, and it it is a domino effect, right? It perpetuates uh, until you have this giant debris cloud around Earth. Like an Oort cloud. Exactly, to the point where now you can't put anything in space anymore because the debris cloud is such that you can't launch anything anymore. Yeah, it's not like it all goes around in the same time in the same circle. Right, if you It's if you whipping ever look around, at, you know, constantly. Right, if you ever look at a map of the total amount of known satellites... Oh, it's amazing. Above, it's, it's, yes, you have no idea how many satellites are above Earth right now. I pulled it up on Google Maps one time, or Google Earth, back when they had the original, like, you could download Google yeah, Earth. Yeah, And they had a layer that this dude put out that showed all the known satellites. It's amazing. And it covered the entire Earth. It's just nothing but satellites. Yeah. It's insane. So if that happened, now granted these are all at different elevations. And the thing relative is, and the, the chance of one of them running into another one is still infinitesimal. Right. Because space is so huge. But if you have a shotgun yeah. effect of one of them blowing up, yes. and then that creates another and another and another. And another. And another. And another. Ad infinitum. <laughs> Everyone nervous that looks at Brian. <laughs> How did the old saying go? Little bugs have smaller bugs upon their backs that bite them. Those smaller bugs have even tinier bugs, and so ad infinitum. Hmm. I've never heard that. That's good. You are it's, it, full it, of useless... It's actually <laughs> medically correct. I also have never heard of that. <laughs> all right, what are you doing? It's turtles all the what way down. What are you doing? I'm doing nothing. I'm going to get Rebecca this weekend. Good. I'm lonely. I have been, I am lonely. I've been without a phone. I have been able to talk to anybody for days. I mean, since since Monday, since the day of the surgery, she's been out of town. I have literally been leaving here every day. And other than one meeting that I tend to go to every day, I haven't talked to a soul. I'm going home and talking to my dogs and they're beginning to talk back. I'm beginning to really get worried. I know Rebecca is is healing very well from her surgery. That's that's awesome news. Uh, Uh, McKamey Animal Center is hosting the Paw It Forward uh, block party. Uh, I'm sorry, Black Friday adoption event on November 26th with extended hours uh, from 11 a.m. to to 8 p.m. Just start that over again. No, no. Call it forward Black Friday adoption event happening at McKamey on November 26th from 11 to 8. I felt like I was having a stroke listening to that. What I was going to say about this is 
great. Go adopt a pet. That's yeah, wonderful. We adopted but, a pet. But people that do that around the holidays tend yeah, to not keep them. I don't know. That's just my feeling that about it. Kittens are also, cute. the the Saudi Daisy Christmas Parade is returning on December fifth. The parade will feature numerous floats created by local organizers and businesses, marching bands, dancers, decorated vehicles, and Santa. Oh, how's he going to be there? But then also, I guess he's going to jump over. Everywhere. Him. He's magic. Yeah. He's everywhere. He uses the magic dust. Let's try to figure that one out. My parents never really explained it to me. They just said, don't worry about helpers. it. Helpers. Really? Helpers. Don't worry about They're it. Helpers. <laughs> They're helpers. They're, they're helpers. Did you have, do you, did you have Elf on the Shelf? No, we we didn't do any of that stuff. My parents were very honest about the reality of the situation. Well, we good, get, for, good for them. When did Elf on the Shelf start? I can tell you when it, when it hit its height. I'll tell because you Because my youngest niece. mid two thousand, we We salvaged an entire Christmas. She had quit believing. Yeah. She'd already been told at school, uh-huh. and she was over it. But Elf on the Shelf, which my wife got for her, got her back in the fold for a full Christmas, and I was in charge of moving it around and leaving the notes and the mischief. And I mean, it was magical. I think it's a hell of a lot better idea than some dude comes down your chimney and leaves a bunch (laughs) of presents for you when your parents actually bought them. Oh, dude, the guy that was in charge, I can't say who, I can't say who, but the guy that was in charge of uh, the men's group the last time I went to rehab was a very well-known football player, receiver, extremely well. You knew him when he walked in the room. And he had an incredibly good story, but he was funny as hell about Christmas. He goes, I'm getting all the credit for everything that happens at Christmas. There ain't no fat, magic elf white man coming down my chimney and getting credit for nothing. Good for him. And he just went on. He said, well, my kids, they say something about Santa, I'm going to backhand them. My I parents, work for that. So my parents were, number one, they were very open about the reality of, of Santa, or rather the disreality of Santa. No, what because do you, no don't ruin it. No, you, don't do you kids think, to Do you us. think kids listen to our show? Maybe. In no. the car? Not after twat. <laughs> Come on. There it. is a Santa. Yes. Santa's real. And he lives in our hearts. So my parents were very open about, listen, we were poor growing up. Y'all don't understand. Maybe Brian does. Two we apples were, and a dime. We were poor growing up. My parents knew darn sure I was going to know where this stuff came from because <laughs> they worked hard for me to get this <laughs> That's stuff. That's what I'm talking about. And they were not going to be like, oh, yeah, it's magic. Uh-uh. Your dad worked his butt yeah. off so you could get this these, weed. These aren't jokes to me. This should be reality. Yes. This is how it all should In be. That's house, how it was for me, and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. In my house, the elf. Fat magic elf white man coming down my <laughs> chimney and getting credit for nothing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly the way my house, the In my house, the elf was always used as a the elf is here to help Santa keep watch over you. So go to bed. That's what it was. Yeah, that's for, fine. I mean, that, that, well, that's okay for me. Yeah. We, uh, instead I mean, of it's all okay. Whatever the hell you want to do. And I'm then just we would put him in all sorts of precarious like, positions for the like, next morning. Well, like Anna, though, toward the end there, I was I was like positioning the elf right on her pillow. Yeah. Where she'd open her eyes and just might be lo- looming, looming over her. Yeah. Knowing my dad, he'd Put set a little up some, bit of blood right here. He'd set on the up corner. Some, <laughs> knowing my dad, he'd set up some animatronics that would periodically turn its head. We I, put out. We put. We put Twinkle, our elf, in the oven once, <laughs> and then forgot that he was in there. And you cooked him. Well, we turned on the stove and we were like. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Did we check to see if the elf has Not come out? You just yeah. murdered Santa's elf. It seems elf. like a bad idea. The oven or the microwave. Uh, yeah. It leads to, to <laughs> child's minds going to too many different places. I have to give Russell What else can we put one. in there? One of the funniest 
responses to a text I've ever seen is I stopped <laughs> down in Carrollton, down in Georgia. I remember this. I went down, this is right after we started working together, and it was my first Christmas off, and I was down there, and there was just this one yard that was filled, filled with little figurines. I'm not, and, and they were mostly the same size. It was like they got them at the same place. It wasn't, you know, big, huge, you mm -hmm. know, bunny over here and Santa over there and snowman over there and globes. And they were just, they were figurines and they were, there were hundreds of them and they were all out in the front yard. All illuminated. And yeah. some of them though were facing the other way away from the road. Cause I guess they wanted to look out at them. And I just took a picture and sent it to you guys. <laughs> And, and Russell's comment was, and every night they creep a little closer to the house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, That's right. And I got the biggest kick out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, we all did, did it again. <laughs> <laughs> There's one on like your doorstep the next day. I have one more, what are you doing? This is this one is for people who have money to, to blow on stuff like this. Oh, so none of our listeners. Uh, if you love music and have a lot of money, you'll want to pay attention to an auction this weekend. It's it's this Friday, actually, and Saturday. Major items from artists like Madonna, Michael Jackson, Elvis, The Beatles, and more will be up for bid. Items include the guitar from Eric Clapton's Derek and the Dominoes Days, hmm. debut performance, handwritten lyrics um, of a Led Zeppelin song, set list from Kurt Cobain and Elvis, and an Elvis guitar. Uh, the head of the auction says the list of artists included um, is huge, and you can bid at juliansauctions.com. I will be in Alabama. And what I'm are you doing, brought to you by People's Home Equity, don't start your search for a new home until you are pre-approved. And that move will save you time, money, stress, and worry. Also, you want to guide as you go house hunting, especially during the holidays out there. And It's a good market, there's no doubt about it, but you can still get screwed over if you don't know what you're doing. So get Bruce Dodd and Trevor Glass to go with you. 5919801, 5919801, chatmortgage.com. That's two T's. Thank you very much. Pim's Corner, Pim Jen, Pim Jen Lambert, named Pim Jen by me because she was selling my butt on the street. She's still selling our butts on the street yes. every single day. An anonymous donor has chosen to invest in the Chattanooga Drive-In Show but has turned his advertising time over to local charity organizations. Habitat for Humanity, Chattanooga Girls Rock, and A Step Ahead. And I'm assigning you the job to get these organizations in next week. Okay. All right. Yeah. This is the definition of Chattacentric, and we need to talk to them about what they do. Okay. So, Pimp's Corner, take it away. All right. This story has me a little confused. Um, you'll have to weigh in your comments. Uh, oh, we will. A couple who met over Zoom during the pandemic um, realized that getting married over Zoom from, uh, from a distance is Bad legal. Idea. It's yeah, legal. It is legal. So a couple who became Facebook friends during the pandemic just got married over Zoom. She's from the UK. He's from Detroit. Oh. U.S. Customs wouldn't Detroit. let her visit during the travel ban. So the 20-somethings took advantage of a new law in Utah that recognizes international virtual wedding ceremonies. They're now waiting for her visa so the bride and groom can finally meet face-to-face. -face. Can you reverse that? Can you divorce Would via you Zoom? Would you do that? Hell no, I wouldn't do that. Who would do that? Uh, Nobody who's going to stay married for any length of time would do that. I did that one time, just for the benefits. I'd say that the, the whole trappings of wedding ceremonies are so out of hand and so outlandishly expensive 
that certainly just getting married makes more sense. Oh, you mean marrying somebody you've never met? Yeah, never met. Yeah. Never met before. Met I know online. you can go a long way online and social media these days, but until you're in the same room with somebody, come on now. I Arranged hate, marriages all the around the world scene. seem to work. I hate they today's do. dating Yeah, because climate. they're used to living under communist rules, like, so they're, they're like, <laughs> okay, whatever. I think they learn to love the person as opposed well, to being in be love and falling out of love and yeah, then having to, to, having to deal in, with it. What if you meet them in person and then you, you just think, no, this is a bad idea? What if they're just butt ugly? <laughs> That's part of well, it. Uh, all right, fine. I'll, I'll power level on this one. Y'all have met my girlfriend. Yeah. We yes. met online. Yes. Yeah. And when she met you, went, guy. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, people meet. But, but maybe, people maybe his personality on, will really come through. People meet people online did. every yeah. single day over in a thousand by thousand. That's not unusual. No. Meeting your partner online is actually the norm now. Sure. That's yeah, not the that's not the minority. But never meeting like in person no. before you get married. That's yeah, you didn't crazy. marry her, did you? No, haven't. Okay, well then that's I think I find that to be completely normal. Yeah, your your scenario. I met my ex husband online. I've had one well, girlfriend met I met person. online, and it was a long time ago actually. Well, before there's a, there's a lot of exes yeah. who meet other people online. Oh, yeah, that's true. Geez. They become Jeff. exes very fast. That's inappropriate. All right, switching gears. The South uh, chick. Chickamauga Creek Greenway has been in the works uh, since 1994, yep. and it's finally done. Been it's there. finally just about done. I thought they had a deadline of like 2025 or something. The, it, it's, it looks cool. The pictures are beautiful. Here are the features. It's uh, the first completed greenway that feeds into the Tennessee River Park. Three different kayak and canoe launches, entirely ADA accessible allows residents to explore a completely different part of the city and one that that's likely never been accessed before by car oh only accessed before by car mm. uh, it features a section from Cromwell Hills um, affording housing community affordable housing community I'm sorry I'm not reading very well today do you need your glasses providing that's that's probably part of it providing residents with um, another viable transportation route and it's filled with interesting history. Yeah. Um, potential plans for future include adding the e-bikes. Yeah, and cool. um, yeah, so that's really nice. I had both my boys in uh, my big canoe, my not my the kayaks, my big sixteen-foot canoe, and we went on a trip. And they were so miserable. It was flat water. Oh, no. It was hot. It was buggy, and the water level was low. And so we were con constantly having to portage portage we were having to get out in the water and pull the canoe over mm -hmm. trees that mm -hmm. were across the, the the creek and snaky and they were just hating it and at one point i guess one of them they were talking amongst themselves decided that that we were clearly lost mm -hmm. that dad was clearly lost there's no reason for us to be out there on purpose because there was nothing fun about it and we came around the corner there at Brown Acres Golf Course, mm. and there were some men up there that were playing about 100 yards away, and both my boys stood up in the canoe and started going, help, help, we're over here, we're over here. And I was going, sit down and shut up, you idiots. And they, but they, they truly thought we were lost. That's and don't think you can't drown on that calm creek just as quick as you can the north chick when it's raging yeah if you do the wrong thing and there's lots of entry points too so i may post that on our facebook page thank you thanksgiving is coming up but if you're not going to be cooking here are the places you can go for takeout uh acropolis out at uh, hamilton place 
the Bluff View Art District. Um, that to me looks like the nicest, most traditional one. Cafe on the Corner, um, that's on Lookout Mountain. I've been there, great food. I think City Cafe does one too. Uh, cashew, if you're vegan or vegetarian, that <laughs> would be the place to get your Thanksgiving. <laughs> and Puckets, downtown. And language, Jen, Jeez. And Puckets, yeah. Um, Friendsgiving's the big thing now. Friends, yeah. Friendsgiving. I've actually done yeah. that, yeah. So my, one of my good friends, actually who I'm going to go visit in Alabama, is from Canada. Uh, and their Thanksgiving is earlier than ours. Mm -hmm. And so she, for her husband, will do two Thanksgivings just because they enjoy it and she likes cooking. And so that's become sort of our Friendsgiving. So we go over there for that. It's a lot of fun. Here's an interesting just tidbit. According to a British uh, study, 70% of women require up to 20 minutes to decide whether or not to order dessert 20 minutes yeah and I, I don't know if i agree with that but apparently that's i never that ordered the, dessert that was the statistic i get annoyed at people who order dessert because like i'm always like i'm always full by the end of a meal mm -hmm. and then they're like oh do you want dessert and i'm immediately like oh no thank you and then the people at the table with me go um well, we did. Well, let me see your dessert menu. Sounds like the study's right. Yeah, and I'm like, Dad, gum. We just ate a whole freaking meal. Why do you want a giant slice of cake too? You whine about losing weight. Screw off with that. Reese's peanut butter cups have now been made into giant size pies. Whoa, geez. There's nothing different about it. It's just a giant candy bar. It's a bar. I think that's disgusting. Well, it's a circle. It's. A I've been doing that for years. I just get four or five of them, put them in my jeans pocket, and forget about it for a week. <laughs> Yeah. It comes out the exact same way. That's the dashboard of my car. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that's all I got. Russell the love muscle, Russell Stroud. Time for him to flex that muscle and find out what he's got on his mind today. You notice how I said nothing at all about the women and the time it takes for them to order. <laughs> yeah, I you didn't exactly hear why. one word. You didn't hear one word. Well, she can't chase you. Well, not yet. <laughs> she didn't have the bionic leg here for long. <laughs> you just hear like the Terminator sound like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I can. Here, I'll clue you in on something. If you order dessert, she's in. Well, then I'm not ordering dessert. <laughs> I never order dessert. <laughs> Sorry, you're out. <laughs> all right, anyway. Um, so this is this is less an in-depth in look because honestly it takes a lot of time to write the ones that I normally do for the mm -hmm. show. It takes like a day and a half of research and stuff and sometimes I just don't have time. And this is one of the times I just don't have time. So instead, I want to point you to a really, really great piece that Reuters wrote. Uh, Reuters.com slash investigates and you can find the piece. It's called T-Day. Not D-Day, but T-Day. And it's uh, this great piece that Reuters put together about a theoretical invasion of Taiwan by mainland China and how it would go down. Mm. And it has really great, I've said that like five times now, really great analysis by uh, very talented analysts in the in the uh, national security field, uh, namely David Lee uh, Leg and uh, Marianne Murray are the two uh, chief editors of it. And it talks about the history of the conflict between the two nations. <laughs> Some would argue it's one nation. And uh, the potential invasion vector. It also has, I'll show you, Jeff, this map here of uh, aircraft and their incursion into Taiwanese airspace. Would you, I mean, even though I am not currently able to receive any kind of uh, anything from the Internet because my phone's so screwed up. I'll send it to you. Uh, send it to me sure. because I would love to see that. And that's the, that's the kind of thing that, and I'm not joking here, 
when I say the kind of stuff you guys need to know about. What local TV station is going to bring you that information? What other local radio station is going to bring you that information? And that is literally the kind of thing that Americans need to know about and understand more because you know what? The chances of it happening are high. Yeah, and that's why I love being able to do this segment because we get to highlight stuff that uh, you know, on our on the TWAT team, we get to highlight stuff that really doesn't get shown off very often in any media at all. Even if you look at CNN, they don't really talk about this kind of thing very often. Even though I think that it is of great import to us as a nation and just the you know the global community. So that's it from me today. We'll see you next year in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> the Chattanooga Drive-In Show, the Tri-State Region's Drive-In Theater of the Mind, featuring the voice of the city's morning commute for three decades me jeff styles with a y the communicator jen lambert russell stroud dave hooker brian stone jeff greenspan and we haven't heard from jeff in a while he's been out of the country he's been in germany he'll be back he's gonna be back, back. and our buddy taft sidley over we'll in the office in one hour you'll be informed warned entertained and brain sprained that is our promise to you mountains looking at each other the name of this segment and uh, i'll go ahead and tell you right now that there is a new podcast we support all podcasts here in town, all podcasts at all time. The What Podcast, the Nine One What Podcast, what? Uh, the Stone on Air Podcast, brand new Stone on Air today as well. There so you go. You listen to this as you get done with this. Immediately stop what you're doing and, and then go, go listen to the listen Stone on Air. My in-depth story of the trip to Neyland Stadium, the trip to hell. Oh yeah, yeah. good. Well, that's 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 a, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a good one. I look for. I look forward to not it. vols all hating podcasters. Much not much. There's a new one though that um, our buddy Bruce Dodd is doing. It is called the Intentional Living Project dot com. The Intentional Living Project dot com, and it's exactly what it says it is. It is basically taking a look at your life, the things that are going on in your life, and making intentional decisions to do the right thing and to do it better. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna. I, I won't make any jokes. Sorry. No, well, feel it's free. Too. If it was, a, especially if it was in my expense, I have no, no, no. It's intentionally deciding to do the right thing. It's like I'm going to kill this pedophile. know. <laughs> well, that there, there, there's that. There, there's that. After listening to his podcast, yes. I determined. Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, do you know what a trot line is? Do y'all know what a trot line is? Uh, initially, I would say no. Uh, I thought it had to do with cattle. Mm -mm. No. Uh, it's uh, or, or horses. Infamous, yeah, horses. infamous from Country Boy Can Survive. We can skin a buck. We can run a trot line. A country boy can survive. A trot line huh. is actually a long, free-floating or weighted fishing line that runs down the length okay. of a creek or oh. across a creek. Oh, okay, yeah. And you literally, they're on bobbers. You put bait on bobbers. And then you just leave it there for a day or two, mm -hmm. and then you trot down and trot down the side of the stream and see what bobbers are underwater and pull in the fish. Okay, I, I know that method. I didn't know it was called that. It's called a trot line, and it, is, it used to be very, very popular. Trot lines were great for catching fish. Mm -hmm. They were not so great for anybody trying to enjoy the great outdoors otherwise, as in kayakers or paddlers canoeists stand-up mm -hmm. paddleboarders yeah. because they normally used heavily uh weighted leads lead uh, 
pieces that would hold the line down at certain you know depths. You'd yeah. want one near the top, one at the bottom, one in the middle, and so it would go back and forth. And big hooks, big hooks that they can't break. Mm-hmm. You get a little hook, you hook a fish, you get him in. By the time he's tired, you've already got him in your creel, right? Yeah. All right, but if they're going to be out there for two days fighting, they got to have some serious hookage. Yeah. And so people were getting caught up in them. I used to do trot lines, and I'm going to make it admission here in a second, and I'm not proud of it, but I will. Let me just read you the story. After a kayak student, uh, this is Irwin, Tennessee, became entangled in a trot line, a top kayak safety instructor cut the line to prevent injuries to other paddlers. This was on the Nolachucky. This is on a whitewater river that people run all the time. Oh, wow. Okay. It happened during Memorial Weekend. And now the guy that cut the line is facing charges. A beautiful Memorial Day weekend, Nolachucky Outdoor Learning Institute Executive Director Scott Fisher and other safety instructors were teaching a class on the lower Nolachucky when Fisher said a student became entangled in a trot line with up to 40 hooks. Ooh. A trot line, and it, goes in, it explains what it is removed one large fish that was embedded in his life jacket (laughs) uh, and then they cut the line in case other paddlers or tubers floated down the river later during the holiday week no name was attached to the line which is the way that should be done by the way Hmm. and it is required by the tennessee wildlife resources association you're supposed to at least have a number if you're doing this so they can contact you right Mm -hmm. the former army ranger that set up the trot line is now basically in trouble facing criminal misdemeanor charges himself and the other guy is in uh, the, the 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 safety instructor is being charged with violating the hunter protection act oh interesting okay so now here's what i'm going to say it's sort of a fine line trot lines i mean they've been around forever they do make sense mm-hmm. If you're on subsistence survival, you know, eating fish from the from the waters around here, and there's more people out there doing that than you think there are. Absolutely. They pay no attention to those signs around the dam. If they find a they catch a fourteen pound catfish, they're happy. They're not worried about the mercury. Yeah, that's dinner for a couple and, of days. And so I mean they're 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 popular. But when I was a young man and I just moved from Ohio, and I was getting into the outdoor lifestyle, hunting, fishing, camping, the whole thing. I did go through a small, very short period where I trapped. I'm talking about the cruel leg trap, the snap trap that you are familiar with. We're mm-hmm. not talking about big, you know, bear traps, but we're talking about small game traps for mink mm-hmm. mostly, which is what we were after. But they are horrible 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 things and I, I I knew it when I was doing it that it was wrong it was morally wrong and it was cruel and I stopped doing it check this out this is the story this remember this is the story part of the uh, podcast mountains looking at each other and the story is this my Irish setter beautiful dog dumb as hell one of the he makes Loki look like a Mensa candidate. <laughs> I mean, he was stupid. He was beautiful. I called him Mac. His name was he was actually registered. My mom actually wanted a registered AKC, you know, uh, dog, and so his name was Dublin's McDougal. Dublin's McDougal was a gorgeous dog, but just stupid. Hey, this is this is how stupid he was. I was out there practicing 
throwing a fishing lure in my front yard. We were getting ready to go fishing one time, and Mac goes running by me at full speed and snorts the lure up his nose oh, and no. takes off. And my reel's going, <laughs> and my buddy's going, tighten the drag, tighten the drag. And it's like I'm literally fighting oh, this big goodness. fish like a marlin oh, man. on this little bitty, you know, ultralight. And he was jumping up in the air and going back and forth like a fish would be fighting. <laughs> I had to take him into Dr. Teat. The, the the least gentle veterinarian <laughs> that has ever existed on the planet, Dr. Mac Teat. He reached, God, it's really up in there good. And he got old oh, fish, you know, fishing pliers, you know, needle nose pliers got up in there. <laughs> you snap, crack, pop. You got uh. Just a bunch of me came out. It was horrifying. Uh. Horrifying. Uh, but the story actually ends even hundred dollars. Uh, this that happened at a later time, but I actually actually happened at an earlier time, as you'll find out why. I had to put Mac down myself. I had to do the old yeller. Oh uh, no! And I, that's something I've had to do twice in my life as a, as a young man and a young country boy. That was the way it was. You mm-hmm. didn't take him into Doctor T to have him lay down on a stainless steel table and have him get a shot. You know, if a dog was too old to be able to get around anymore, was injured beyond repair by being hit by a car. Mm-hmm. In this case, Mac got caught on his collar by a trap. Oh, no. By somebody oh, who gosh. was trapping on our property without our permission and had set up a bunch of steel traps and it had caught him and his entire body was in the creek. His head was out of the water, but by the time I found him two days later, he was completely hypothermic, and I didn't even detach him before I dispatched him, and it broke my heart, and I stole every trap I saw after that, and I did that, I mean, vengefully, I stole traps for about two months, and finally the cops figured out who was doing it, and I kept them. I kept them in the barn. And they came to visit my dad, and my dad called me out of my room, and here's two or three rednecks and the sheriff. And they were not angry. They were not angry at me. I'm a kid. Everybody knows it's cruel, but I had to give them back. And they were told not to come on our property anymore. It was actually, I guess, a fairly pleasant exchange. And one of the guys, the guy whose trap it was, he apologized for the loss of my dog. But, I mean, that, that, that hurt. Yeah, of course. That, uh, if you've seen Old Yeller, it hurts to have to put your own dog down. Yeah, I've been with a dog as it died before, and that is not easy. I can't imagine anybody putting a trot line up on a whitewater river like the Nola Chuck. Yeah, that, that doesn't just seems make silly. Any sense. One legitimate use I can think of, and, and I have seen <laughs> done for for trapping, is for coyotes when they're yeah when it becomes unmanageable. Yeah, yes. When they're taking out your chickens and that kind of thing. Yeah, and other and than that, that's no. there's not a lot of love for coyotes in this world. Yeah. Regional Roundup brought to you by the Chattanooga Safety Products folks up on Highway 58, Dax Turner and his crew next to the Hungry House. All your industrial safety footwear and PPE needs. Safety begins at your feet at Chattanooga Safety Products. All right. This is too good. It's too good. I mentioned this one the other day. Actually, both of these. We'll stick with the river one. Paddling Coalition hopes to make the Tennessee River a distance paddling mecca i mentioned this uh last week and i was talking about it's called the tennessee river line 
And what's happening is that the local folks uh, that have been working with the Blue Way for all these years are wanting to add our miles of Blue Way and greenways and waterways and the just you know the various little feeders that come in. Mm-hmm. 652 miles of waterway and it will all be added to the Tennessee River line and this coalition has grown over the past five years and now includes 20 cities and counties with nearly 1 million residents. Wow. 1 million residents. So that'd be a nice little lick for them and I'm going to give pure, utter, 100% unabashed credit and love to Congressman Chuck Fleischman uh, Chuck and I were friends for a long time. Uh, maybe that friendship could be salvaged, but he disappointed me during the January 6th uh, business and his support for Trump, his unwavering support, his vote against the investigation to the point where really it was kind of a, a, a backbreaker for me. But, you know... He's one of the it, biggest it, puppets in all of Congress. It just, it just, it just make, it just makes, it just made me sick. It really did because I know the man is a better man than that, and he's smarter than that, and he's playing the game. And I hate it when you know he's just smart enough to do to play this game. That's yeah. he's not dumb. He's just a bleephole. But, but you know what he has done though is he has for the third year he has gotten the Cherokee land reacquisition bill passed in the House, and it has never gotten anybody on the Senate side to back it up. And it's 76 acres of land up in Monroe County, which are owned, should be owned by the Eastern Band of the Cherokee. And he's been trying to give it back to them for years now. The last vote was just yesterday, 407 to 16, eight members not voting for whatever reason. I don't know why the 16 voted against it. I know one and our own local coalition here, Tennessee, all nine of them voted for it. North Carolina, all 13 of them voted for it. In Georgia, one no vote. Who do you think it was? Oh, let's take a wild, wild-ass guess. Marjorie Taylor yeah. Greene. <laughs> uh, didn't give really an explanation, just said she, she doesn't didn't, know what it is. Didn't, didn't think it was worth the money. Didn't think it was she worth the money. She doesn't know what it is. Not because she's dumb. She to, just doesn't care or to, know what it is. To give, well, to give the land back to the people to which it originally belonged. Well, Jeff, inflation has gotten so bad. There's no point in this uh, discretionary spending going any further. It's just, just going to make the situation worse. Congratulations to Chuck for getting that done. It would be nice if somebody from the Senate would pick, pick it up and do something with it. For anyone who would call in, that was a joke. It's a joke. Calm down. Top of the pops. Well, you know what? Mine's changed. It's it's now I'm now it's the 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 Chinese Taiwan situation. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, if, if if they, I mean, obviously we sh- this is what we should be doing, not ignoring our enemies, not ignoring what's going on around the rest of the world, and let's bring our troops back home. Let's put America first. Blah blah blah. We need to be paying attention to what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. And I clearly, I guess, logically, intellectually, I would have known that we had people studying that. But the fact that it's actually gotten that far and that advanced and it's that available to the public, I am impressed and I am scared. 
Yeah, well, it's an impressive and a scary situation, to be honest with you. And as China's economic situation gets worse, and it is going to get worse with the Evergrande scandal becoming uh, much more of an issue, and we actually talked about that as well uh, during, a, uh, during a muscle flex. I think while you were out, we talked about that. Um, China is most likely going to end up in an economic recession soon because of a massive uh, housing uh, institution that owns a whole bunch of real estate soon to go under. Their default date is, I think, November 23rd, something like that. Um, Be sure to send that to the group text, not just his broken yeah, ass phone. I'll do that. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to look at that, too. Sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, the situation is almost certainly going to get worse before it gets better. Well, that that but that quickly went to the top of my mind uh, the, and my awareness. That's what Top of the Pops is. It's the, the thing that you're thinking about the most that's in the news. And let me go ahead and just say it's brought to you by the Sports Barn with its three locations in our town since 1979. You'll find what you're looking for if you're trying to get healthier, happier, and just in better shape at the sports bar. And one real, real, real quick thing, uh, something we missed as well, is that the firearms charge against Kyle Rittenhouse was dropped because the yeah. action that under that was undertaken by Mr. Rittenhouse didn't match the statutory definition of what he was charged with. So that's out. Having to do programming decisions on the uh, on the fly. Deep dive? There is no deep dive. Then we will just think about um, 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 what we forgot is the part of the show where we give ourselves enough time to say um, uh, just wondering if we might have missed something one little thing hey, baby. easy 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 to note but after all the hubbub the hullabaloo the brouhaha <laughs> 423 million vaccine doses went out Overall, and only one 3,100 people said that they were injured. 423 million vaccine doses. 3,100 people said that they suffered some kind of injurious, you know, action or reaction or counteraction, and zero dollars have been paid out. Yeah. These Zun, are likely hypochondriacs none. that are just uh, blaming anything that has nothing to do with actually it's not actually wrong with them that they think might be. Not well, one, you know, that makes sense. Not one person has successfully argued that the vaccine injured them. Now, that, that will surely change. Mm. But at this point, that's pretty impressive numbers. Well, in Taiwan, funnily enough, in Taiwan, they actually did halt the rollout of one of the vaccines. I think it was the Pfizer one because they believed that there was some sort of credible link to myocarditis or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's one for young adults. Especially. Yeah, so they did halt the rollout in Taiwan because of that. So they're going to study it a bit more and determine if it's actually they're a still they, they, they didn't hit him with a lawsuit. No, no. So that's it. That's it. Name of the show, Chattanooga Drive-In Show. Podcast, Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. It is up and running. Hopefully you find it entertaining. Thank you to everybody who kicked in on the Kickstarter Very campaign. Much. Thank you, thank you. That's a huge shot in the arm to us. We were wondering if you liked us, so apparently, you know, at least a do. portion of you do. Did I see on social <laughs> media posts somewhere that the Siri thing play on Spotify yes. is working? I yes. figured that out. I thought All I saw right. that, yeah. Hey, Siri, play Chattanooga Drive-In Show on, on Spotify. Spotify or and Apple works Podcast. Now? Or, yep, it works. And we're, good job. Way to go, Jen. <laughs> Way to go, Jen. popped into my head. I was like, I can't that believe That was the last thing I up. said to her yesterday. I said, I'm going to give you an assignment. See if you can't yeah. figure that damn thing out. I don't know how to do it. Because 
so many I'm people. Sure it's not that that's difficult, that's but. their that's their world. They that's wake Apple. up. They, Google, they, they Google the, will be next. Clapper, light on. <laughs> Siri, clap <laughs> service me. You know, I don't know. Service. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for getting that done. That requires Kickstarter a software and update. Siri. Wow, yes. we are kicking much ass.